the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by Bridgeway Community Church. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Happy New Year. It's Tough Topic Tuesday, the first one of the year. Are you ready to talk to me? Come on, let's go. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. That's me. Your bridge-building voice right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Well, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, uh, maybe in front of your computer or out shoveling snow or whatever, (laughs) we're glad uh, you're hanging out with me today. It is Tough Topic Tuesday, and uh, if you're new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. If you're not new, just say it with me. We kicked the week off with Marriage Monday. That was yesterday. Tough Topic Tuesdays. Wisdom Wednesdays, that's tomorrow. Theological Thursdays, open phone-in Fridays. And then a special Saturday edition every Saturday for the weekend. Of course, if you want to worship with us, you can do that as well. Bridgeway.cc, that's how you get to me on Sundays. Bridge, like you're crossing over a bridge. Bridgeway.cc, check out the time of our services. Now, today is Tough Topic Tuesday, and our topic today is revisiting January 6th, one year later. All right, this week, as you know, uh, January 6th was that uh, was that horrific time where you probably remember exactly where you were, what you were doing last year on that day. Now, let me say, today is January 4th. It's my son Luke's birthday. Happy birthday, Luke. And my son Isaiah's birthday is on January 6th. And I have to say happy birthday to him on January 6th and let him know that his birthday is much more important than uh, that terrible thing that happened. Don't you hate when a a major event happens on your birthday and it sends the eclipse uh, your birthday. Well, that's kind of happened to my son who will be turning uh, 27. I think that's the age. It changes every year. I don't know. I have to do the math. Anyway, um, on on Thursday. So today, Luke, who's turning 24, I believe. Uh, happy birthday to you, son. Hey, listen, I'm going to bow for a word of prayer, and then I want to take your phone calls. I want to introduce uh, my brother who's sidekicking it with me today after my prayer. But here is the topic, revisiting January 6th, one year later. And here's the question. As we approach the one-year anniversary uh, of January 6th, how do you feel about that that event that took place on that day? Uh, have your thoughts and feelings changed? Should we get over it or should we get answers? So the the basis of the question, should we just go ahead and get over it or should we get answers? That's what I want to know. What what side do you fit on? Or maybe it's a little bit of both. But where were you on January 6th 
2021? And have your feelings and thoughts changed now that we're a year away from it? Maybe we should just get over it, forget about it, and move on. Or maybe we should get some answers before we just try to move on. I'd love your thoughts on it. Let me give you my number. 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to commit our show to you as we always do. And we just thank you, Lord, that you're in charge of all things and we are under your kingdom leadership. And we just pray, Lord, as the government is on your shoulders, you'd continue to be wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace. We commit today's show over to you now in Jesus's name. Amen and amen. Well, there are a couple other ways you can get a hold of me. You can always go to andersonspeaks.com. That's andersonspeaks.com. Or you can go to embracegracism.com as well and learn more about what it means uh, to be a gracist. Make sure you put the G in front of the bad word and you get gracist, which becomes a very good word. Check it out, embracegracism.com. Now, hanging out with me today inside kicking it is a familiar voice to some of you, maybe a new voice to others of you. It's Mr. Tony Penny. How's it going, Tony? I'm alive and grateful, Doc. Always <laughs> good to be here with you. Always good to have you here as a producer of the show, highly uh, skilled researcher, and one that works with me when we come talking about uh, all these kinds of topics. And today's no different. It's a Tough Topic Tuesday in that January 6th was quite horrific, and yet here we are a year later, and uh, for some, it's really, really distant in the in the background, in the rearview mirror. For others, uh, I even heard one interview of one of the officers today. It's it's very real. He just told his wife why he went back to work on January 7th. She's been mad at him ever since on January 7th, even after the assault on the 6th. He went back to work, and he had to explain, honey, I went back to fight for our democracy. Having been in the military and being an immigrant, uh, this was so important, and I guess he never really explained it to her until just this last week. So I guess for him, it's really fresh, isn't it? Yeah, for those who were involved, for the people who were there on the ground, who were inside the Capitol, outside the Capitol, it's still very, very fresh, it's very raw. And not, it's something I don't think they're going to necessarily get past or get over anytime soon. Well, Tony Penny, let me ask you, there were people who were in the Capitol. Mm-hmm who were elected officials hiding under desk and moving to safe areas, who it seems to some of them wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, it's interesting how quickly their stories changed. You know, on the day of, we we know for a fact that they were trying to reach out to the current president at at that time, the former president now, uh, and and his uh, direct reports to see if the president could call these people off. They were scared. They were anxious. They were in hiding. Um, now they seem to think, well, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was just a regular tourist day. Um, it, it's incredible how, how things have changed in 300, almost 365 days time. Yeah. Well, I wonder if they've just thought, you know what, we're getting over it. You guys ought to get over it too. Do you feel friends that, 
January 6th was a big deal, or do you think we're just kind of making too much of it? We need to move on and get over it. I'd love to know what my listeners think. I'm not here to necessarily, uh, you know, judge you and say, you know, I want you to feel like it was a major, major insurrection if you don't feel that way. Do I feel that way? I'll put it out there, Tony. I feel like this was an egregious thing that was happening uh, on that day, and it, it wasn't pretty. Like, I saw it with my own eyes. It wasn't like, you know, I just heard reports. Right. We were we were watching this whole thing unfold live. Uh, it was a Wisdom Wednesday, I remember. Um, really? You were traveling. I was all set to guest host that day, and everything just broke loose. And did, did I do it from the car? I can't you quite did. remember. You did. You were in the car at the time, and you uh, I, you called in, and we, we talked about it for a little bit, the first, uh, first segment or two. Um, and then you did a, you know, a, a, um, I guess sort of a little announcement, um, about it. Cause we were in the middle of it. It's now what three to, uh, three thirty. uh, things are developing. So we we're kind of right in the middle of it, weren't we? Right in the middle. Things really kind of started to break off around two o'clock when, when the first, uh, the first folks started breaking down the barricades Mm. do you remember did it get progressively worse like for the first hour was it kind of like okay people are excited it's not that big of a deal oh there's a dumb person climbing a wall i mean was it like that and then all of a sudden it dawns on you like oh no this is bad or was it bad from the beginning well you know i remember seeing reports of protesters uh, going from the white house of the the uh the Washington Monument, the ellipse, down to Congress, and I thought, okay, well, they're just going to march down. Mm-hmm. And then I hear that they're, they've breached a barricade, like a far barricade. And I thought, well, they're not going to get that far. The Capitol Police are there, and I'm sure there's other. And then the next thing you know, they're breaking windows, climbing walls, hmm. getting shot. Right, right. Wow. Well, listen, when we get back, I want to take your phone calls. Why don't you get go ahead and give me a call while you can. We'll get you in line. I really want to know what your thoughts are a year later. Are making too much of it, blowing it out of proportion, go ahead and get over it, or uh, get answers uh, and then get some accountability and then move on. Uh, do you know anybody who was in the Capitol at the time who this was more than a story from afar? It was trauma uh, close up. We'll be right back. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. After 12 years in the Army, coming back to civilian life was an adjustment. I needed to talk to someone who understood what I was going through. The Cohen Clinic at Easter Seals helped me regain my energy and can-do attitude. Hiring in today's job market is challenging. We hired Easter Seals Veteran Staffing Network as our staffing agency, and they found us the right team members, qualified, dedicated veterans who bring both top-notch skills and an energetic can-do attitude. We are Easter Seals, and our Cohen Clinic and Veteran Staffing Network are just two of the ways that Easter Seals is creating a hopeful, inclusive community where all people achieve their potential and live meaningful lives. Visit eseal.org slash realtalk to learn more about Easter Seals, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson is not just an insightful radio talk show, but also a conversation that encourages listeners to engage in higher levels of understanding. Here's what people are saying about the show. Dr. Anderson, I've been listening to you for a couple years now, and I just wanted to call in and say amen and hallelujah. You are on the mark. I listen to you uh, very much, and it's good. It's very, very good to hear your refreshing voice on the radio. You are not afraid to take any topic. Uh, you are very humble, and um, it's, it just give us comfort. I love the radio station. My favorite is Marriage Mondays. Even though I'm not married, it's okay. I love it. I love the advice. I listen to it all the time. I have my notifications on. I was on the show once upon a time. Um, so I just love the advice and just the biblical sound and just stuff that he says on here. It's just amazing to listen to. He's such an inspiration because not only does he impact the um, local area, but his message is so powerful that it deserves to go on a broader spectrum. Comprehension begins with conversation. is not just a phrase. It's a reality. Join the conversation at Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Digluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Digluhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession, and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply, or call 1-800-933-6188. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I've got Tony Penny sidekicking it with me today. It's Tough Topic Tuesday, and we're talking about uh, January 6th, revisiting it one year later. As we approach the one-year anniversary this week, how do you feel about the uh, January 6th event that took place in Washington, uh, D.C., that whole march, and some would even call it an insurrection? What would you call it? Um, have your thoughts and feelings even changed over the year? And if so, tell me, tell me how. Uh, should we get over it? Or should we get answers and get some accountability before we just move on? We'd love to hear from you. I'm going to give you the phone number, 888-432-7434. Tony Penny and I were just recounting where we were, and I was on my way uh, uh, out of town, but I was doing the show from the car. You were in the studio. And uh, when, when it first happened and when you first started, started to see this unfold, uh, Tony Penny, uh, what were you thinking? Just another crazy march in in Washington, or w- was it seeming like something was actually bubbling up? You know, initially, I just thought these were more pro-Trump uh, voters who were upset about the election 
who came down to show their support for the president at the rally that he had uh, uh, down on the ellipse or wherever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 if anything, I anticipated that level of you know violence or commotion around January twentieth, dur- the the actual inauguration. Uh-huh. I wasn't expecting it on January 6th. And even as it began to happen, I thought, well, they'll break this up pretty quickly. This isn't, you know, this isn't going to go very far. And we see just how far it went. Well, we're learning a lot more now, too, aren't we? We are. Uh, we're learning a lot about um, what people were thinking in that moment. Uh, members of Congress who were trying to reach the former president through uh, either directly or through intermediaries. Um Cable news outlets that were reporting one thing, but they themselves behind the scenes were saying something completely different. We see members of Congress now who are whistling a completely different tune than they were January 6th and January 7th of 2021. Mm-hmm. 888-432-7434. Uh, have your feelings and thoughts changed? Let's go to Mike. He's on the road in, uh, let's see, in Maryland. Hey, Mike, it's Doc. Dr. Anderson, how you doing? Oh, good, Doc, and uh, and uh, Tony, good to hear you, you too. Thank you, sir. What are you thinking? Have your thoughts uh, changed or uh, feelings? Well, uh, only maybe more frustration. It mm. seems to me that the wheels of justice are turning quite slowly. Um, now, I know there has been some convictions, but I would think we would well into the hundreds uh, by now. And and I'm really wondering why. I mean, I don't. Was it because Donald Trump was impeached? That I'm wondering why he hasn't been deposed. And and quite frankly, I would say charged with conspiracy to commit treason. But um, yeah, it's, it's, other than it's moving a little bit slow for my for my taste. Yeah, it kind of goes on and on and on. That's kind of how the wheels of justice roll, though. Well, let me just say, uh, Mike and Tony, I think the wheels of justice uh, may roll slowly when you're trying to make sure you're doing a thorough job because this wasn't a small job, right? And so maybe it's really moving fast, Mike, if it's a year into it. And they're still doing interviews, and but and also they're running up against uh, resistance as well. So it's probably slow in one sense, but may, it may be actually fast in another sense, Mike. Who knows? Got a, got a, a quick hypothetical for you. Mm-hmm. If you change every white face in the crowd to black and black to white, so it's a predominantly African, uh, a predominantly African American uh, crowd now, do you think we would be talking about how many people were killed that day by the police? Uh, I sure do. <laughs> well, yeah, I think you and I both know, and I know you're a white brother. I'm a black brother, and Tony's a mixed brother, black and white. So he's, like, standing in between us, and we're all brothers in the Lord. But the reality, I think we all know, Mike, that if that was a predominantly black crowd, we'd have a lot more deaths, and it wouldn't be uh, more police deaths than civilian deaths. That's for sure. It would have been an all-out war. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. And, and, you know, what I've heard black people say is, listen, we're not saying we want you to shoot, kill, maim, unarmed white people like what happens to unarmed black people. We just want you to give us the same uh, grace uh, and the same favor uh, and, and I, I guess, a second look as, as white people get. So that kind of, I hate to use the word privilege because I know that sets people off, but just let's say benefit, that kind of benefit uh is is you know we don't want that to be taken i don't want to be taken away from white folk i just want to make sure black folk get it <laughs> so oh uh, i don't mind saying if i think if i was a cop in that uh, I, I i've seen a lot of stuff that w- i would have said pull your gun i mean i you know, i know that's maybe not a very christian answer but i would have been scared if i was if i was a capital policeman 
Yeah, so, yeah, I, I hear know. you. I hear you. Well, thanks a lot, uh, Mike. Talk to you down the road. Thank you. A big shout out, Tony, to our Capitol Police officers. I mean, I heard one today. He's Hispanic, and he was saying, you know, people were saying, "Why didn't you pull out your gun and start shooting?" And he was saying, you know, I I thought about it, but how? What what would have happened if I did? With all of those people, how many do you shoot and kill before you get killed and other people get killed? It's a bloodbath, and everyone knows it. So that restraint uh, probably. Uh, saved more lives than than we know and for them to take the beating um i think is just pretty amazing when you think about it without question i think the the capitol police were grossly outnumbered that day and for any of them one or all to have opened fire on that group would have been completely futile yeah you would have probably taken out a few people um on the front lines but you had hundreds more behind them surging forward they would have taken those weapons or used the weapons that they had um it it would have it would have been a massacre yeah and they probably would have taken their guns and shot them well what do you think friends should we uh, get over it or should we get answers and accountability i'd like to hear from you let's go to lucy in silver spring maryland hello miss lucy how are you today hello i'm so happy that you've taken up this topic it means a lot to me i'm still in shock from watching the the television coverage. I watched PBS with Lisa Desjardins and she and her camera person were in the Capitol at, you know, as things got worse. And um, I, 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 gosh, I think it's a really strange case of amnesia on the part of Congress people that were there or extortion, or maybe they've been bribed to change mm-hmm. their mind about what they experienced. And how right. uh, uh, Vice President Pence had to run for his life. Yeah, it almost seems um, like he forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, they did. It's crazy. It's like people now, forgot they were hiding I'm, under desks and, and running down stairways and hiding for their lives all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Now, on, on, on Thursday night on my favorite channel, WHUT, at nine o'clock, there's a, a program about saving democracy. Okay. And I'm wondering, could you tell me, do you know what the replacement theory is about? Uh, all I've heard so far is it, it's about where Caucasian people fear losing their higher status. Hmm. And I think some of that goes into the, the GOP and Trump and uh, all this brainwashing that's been going on in our country well, about let's... being an anti-vaxxer and well, let's uh, go down that road for a second. I'll let you go. You listen on the air. I want to talk to Tony Penny about that. Thank you, Miss Lucy from Silver Spring, Maryland. Replacement theory. Tony, what's that? So replacement theory is a white supremacist conspiracy theory that says liberals, Democrats, and specifically Jews are trying to replace white people with non-white people through uh, primarily through immigration laws or the abolishment of borders, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what it is. Got it. So uh, what is it called in the reverse if, let's say, a, um, a GOP uh, wants to replace a Democrat uh, so that when elections happen, they can have the right people in place to certify the elections the way they want to? Is that the same thing as replacement theory, but in the reverse? That, uh, yeah, I guess you could call that uh, a form of replacement theory. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, but it, it's the idea of trying to uh, – so it, it reminds me of an article I wrote many years ago for uh, 
for CNN that says, uh, you know, I, I was trying to help my white brothers and sisters deal with the fact that they are becoming a minority. Uh, and they've never been a minority in this country, right? And so as more people of color are in the country and as uh, le- less white people have multiple children, uh, the numbers are changing. And so I feel like that's a crisis for many white people, and they have to learn how they need help in making that transition. And so in that article, and people can find it on my on my uh, blog or go to andersonspeaks.com, and you can find that article, but it really is saying there are two kinds of white folk, if you will, two categories. Either you have a diverse whites, people who might be like the ones that just called me today, Mike or, or Miss Lucy, who are diverse whites, meaning they're okay with diversity. They know they're white. They're glad they're white. They know you're black and you're mixed and I'm black and this person's Asian. And they see all that is, that's beauty. That's not a threat. It's beauty. We all, No one's better than the other. We all need to be equally uh, and equitably uh, respected. So there's a diverse whites. But then there's a category I call reverse whites. And these are folk who like want things to go back to the way they used to be, whereby uh, there was a status quo where they were in the power position. Uh, and then, uh, you know, they don't want change because change means that they will no longer be in that power position. So they want to make America the way it was uh, back, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, leave it to beaver type scenario. But they don't want things to change but as a person of color you're always saying like what decade do you really want to go back to yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, we can't really go back too far past the 80s um, <laughs> right. I, because how then, far back you want to go because it wasn't great for me right right it, it, you know and and if if you adhere to that and i'm not saying it's wrong um but if you believe that um two things happened And we'll talk about that after the break. We'll be right back. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. If you'd like a smartphone that's really smart, download the OnePlace.com app, the app that will inspire your faith daily and provide answers to the biggest questions of all. OnePlace lets you download your favorite pastor's programs and listen even offline or in airplane mode with easy connections to your Bluetooth speaker or dashboard. To download your free OnePlace app, visit the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store for your Android device and search for OnePlace. That's OnePlace. Alexa can play WAVAFM and hear us wherever you are on our mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, or Radio.com. Insight for Living with Chuck Swindoll is heard weekday mornings at 6.30 on life-changing talk radio, WAVA. 
More than a thousand chapters and 30,000 verses, but you can do it. Read the entire Bible with Bible in a Year, totally interactive, totally free at BibleStudyTools.com. So I invested in one of those fancy new exercise bikes. Without a doubt, a very special tool to help me get healthier. The problem is three days go by, then four, and I've done nothing. And then it's night five, and I'm sitting at the kitchen table, and I look down at myself, and I can't help but just laugh. Because there I am, wearing the exercise t-shirt that came with the bike, and I'm eating two corn dogs. I think we'd all agree, the special tool only matters if we use it to our benefit. At United Faith Mortgage, we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions. There's no middleman, and often, this allows us to get you a better rate on your refinance or new home purchase, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. Licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Welcome to the second half of the program. It's Tough Topic Tuesday. And I want to remind you, if there's snow or rain or wetness all around your house, don't forget you can always call Best Buy Waterproofing. They can make sure to keep you dry, whether it's on your roof or whether it is in your foundation or the side cracks in your walls. Don't wait for so much rain and snow and then say, oh, no, I should call Best Buy Waterproofing. Call them now. Get your free inspection now. That way uh, you can prepare for whatever's to come this winter. Here is their phone number if you want to call them. 844 844- Nine eight zero thirty seven zero seven. Did you get that number down? Eight four four nine eight zero thirty seven zero seven. Or you can always just go to bestbuywaterproofing.com. Just make sure you tell them Dr. Anderson sent you so they can help you uh, real good, okay? Now, today we are talking about revisiting January 6th, a year later. And as we approach the one-year anniversary uh, this week, how do you view that January 6th event and and what are your thoughts and feelings now? Have they changed? Uh, and here's the bottom line question. Should we get over it? Should we get over it? Or or get answers? Uh, that's what we want to hear from you. Tony Penny sidekicking it with me uh, today. And, Tony, some people have, have said that their minds have changed because of uh, some of the new information that has come out. And then there are other people who their, their heels are pretty much dug in. The way they thought about it then is the way they thought about it now, the th- way they think about it now. Yeah, it, it hasn't changed. Um, you can watch anything from CNN to The Daily Show, and you will see correspondents talking with people at, at uh, rallies for the former president about their feelings on the January 6th event, and they are as entrenched as they were back then. Um, to them, yeah. this was uh, it was either nothing it was Antifa led. It was led by FBI operatives. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I, I think know. I heard one interview where uh, uh, they said it was Black Lives Matter, and uh, the guy was asking the woman, "You think it was Black Lives Matter?" And, and <laughs> you know, and you think it was Antifa? She goes, "Yeah." He goes, "But what about all the people holding Trump signs and everything like that?" In in her opinion, they were all um, uh, acting. Yeah, they were clients. Antifa, Black Lives Matter people. All of them who were right, hundreds who, of them. How, how does that? How does that happen? And did they do whiteface? Like, were they black people doing whiteface in reverse? Or 
I don't know that that Antifa or Black Lives Matter could be that coordinated, <laughs> honestly, to, well, to pull that off. Well, oh my gosh. Okay, eight 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 four three bridge. Let's go to Craig. He's in Pasadena, Maryland. Hi, Craig. It's Doctor Anderson. How are you? Hey, how you doing? Everything's pretty good. Um, yeah. The more I see, I was wondering about the unreleased video. They say there's thousands of hours of unreleased video. Yeah, I'm a guy on the other side. If it was BLM, they would have just let them in like they did with the riots. No accountability. They let them burn down the country. Uh, no, there were, nobody would have you know, happened. They, um, anyway, they let the people in. I don't believe it was an insurrection. I used to be a Marine. There was no weapons. The only person that got murdered was Ashley Babbitt. Got shot by black officer huh. Bird. Nobody else got, they, nobody else got killed? Correct. Oh, yeah. Somebody else had a stroke and a couple others. Of Trump people that went in there, out mm-hmm. of a few hundred, out of eight hundred thousand, mm-hmm. um, at the rally, only a few hundred went in there. Yeah, a few other supporters had heart attacks, and one police officer died of a um, stroke. But Babbitt was murdered. Nobody did anything about that. And uh, got it. Was going to say. So that's too bad. Videos. That's uh, too bad. She got murdered. We don't want anybody to be killed, do we? And it ain't no accountability at all. Nothing. And, and he, except he went in and said he had to do it. Huh. Um, what else was it? Do was you think there should be any accountability for the people that uh, breached the Capitol or for the officers yeah, that were hurt? Yeah, they're being right now. They are in jail right now, first-time offenders for trespassing and no bail, hundreds of them in jail, being tortured, not taken care of, abused. Really? Have you, have you seen that? How do you know that? I just I heard curious. it, yes, on Newsmax. Oh, Newsmax. Called gotcha. in on Newsmax. I've heard detailed things. Uh-huh. Congresswoman Green and the other guy Gomer went to the cap, um, went to the prison mm-hmm. in D.C. They wouldn't let him in. You, wherever y'all get your news from, it ain't right. Mm. There's reckoning that's going to come. Soon. Gotcha. So you think you think January six was good? You think it was good? You're a Marine, so I know you love the country. No, it was um, you think it was good, or is that what I'm hearing but from you? So I'm asking I'm a, a question. Too. Do you think it? I didn't I say you weren't a Christian. Oh, I'm gonna let you go because you got an attitude. I'm not saying that you're not a Christian, and I'm not getting all excised as you are. But if you were a Marine and I was a soldier, I mean, do you you care about the country like I do? Um, so I've just asked you: Do you feel like January 6th was okay? And clearly, it sounds like you do. And uh, you are entitled to your opinion. That's why I let you on. All right. But then you start getting all crazy, so I had to let you go. Okay, it's my show. 888-432-7434. All right, that's also called misinformation. I mean, are, you think all these people are being tortured right now? No, Is I don't. Is Gu- Guantanamo Adria, Bay? How do you define torture? I mean, uh, it, it's no secret that the D.C. jail is in a state of ill repair. People, protesters, liberal protesters, have complained about the D.C. jail for years, and nobody's done that. <laughs> well, you know. I mean, you, Those you, people belong in jail. <laughs> right. These I people mean, don't belong in jail just because they breach the Capitol. Right. You and I both know people that have been arrested as protesters and have been booked at Central Booking and gone to the D.C. jail. They'll tell you. It's, it's terrible. It, they, they are terrible conditions. Is that torture? 
I don't think so. Oh, nobody was yelling torture beforehand? No. I no, mean, no, yeah. No. So anyway, okay, gotcha, yeah. Um, okay, 888-43-BRIDGE. I'm going to run to my break. When I get back, I want to hear from you. I only have one more major segment before we keep going, but I want to hear from you. 888-432-7434. Give me your opinion. Give me your thoughts, but don't be belligerent. I'll hit the click button like I did with Craig. We'll be right back. husband sees so many of his friends at Easter Seals, and I have peace of mind knowing I can do errands, see friends, or just relax knowing that he's in a safe, caring community that understands his needs. After 12 years in the Army, coming back to civilian life was an adjustment. The therapist at Easter Seals helped me regain my energy and can-do attitude. Finding talent in today's job market is challenging. Easter Seals helped our company hire qualified and dedicated military veterans. We're Easter Seals, and our child care, adult care, veterans, and employment services are just a few of the ways we're creating a hopeful, inclusive community where all people achieve their potential and live meaningful lives. Since 1945, Easter Seals, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, has enhanced quality of life and expanded access to health care, education, and employment opportunities. Visit eseal.org slash realtalk to learn more about Easter Seals, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Hi, Jewel. This is Dr. Hi. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson, and hello to your guests. First, I want to thank you for Best Buy Waterproofing. Oh. <laughs> they are outstanding. Yeah, and I'm scheduled to get my work done in a week, but I just want to thank you. The free home inspection, they mm-hmm. came out. Love it. It was just absolutely amazing. They have over 30 years of experience, and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them. But most of all, get your basement fixed. Give them a call, 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. If you live in the Bowie, Greenbelt, Glendale, or Woodmore area, anywhere in that vicinity, guess what? Laser Landscaping LLC wants to make your lawn look beautiful. They will mow your lawn. They'll edge around the outskirts of your lawn. They'll put up plants, whatever you need to make your house pop. They'll do it for you. Give them a call, 240-516-4967. That's 240-516-4967. Ask for the owner, Fidel, and tell them that Dr. Anderson sent you. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. 
For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. To watch on Facebook Live or to view past episodes, visit Dr. Anderson's public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. You can also watch live on YouTube. Just search for Anderson Speaks, all one word, and make sure to subscribe. Join our text community and receive a free weekly text from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me, Real Talk. Dr. David Anderson here, hanging out with Tony Penny. It's Tough Topic Tuesday. It makes it a tough topic and means that we probably may have differing thoughts and opinions. But this is a year uh, away. Uh, it was a year ago that we had January 6th, so we're revisiting what that means. And uh, the question we have on the table, Tony, uh, is how do you feel about the January 6th uh, event now? Have your thoughts and feelings changed? Should we uh, get over it or or get answers? I guess the idea of accountability and answers is kind of a struggle for some people as well because I think some people think, uh, let's just move on. Uh, others uh, are trying to get information to make sure that misinformation is not uh, prevalent. What are your thoughts on it, Tony? You know, I, I think you have a, f- a couple of different groups of people um, when it comes to this. You have the people that believe um, what they saw. Uh, they saw an insurrection. They saw a group of people, uh, primarily white men, try to change the results of a free and fair election through violence. There was a lot of women there, too, weren't there? There were some women there, yeah. too, but mm-hmm. it was primarily men. Okay. Um, and you have some people who believe that what you saw was a false flag event. In other words, it was created by the government. Uh, for nefarious purposes, wasn't really Trump supporters. Um, these were Antifa, Black Lives Matter, FBI operatives, what have you. Mm-hmm. And then you have people who think, you know, it, it was what it was. It's over. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think? My number is 888-43-BRIDGE. Uh, let's go to Joshua. He's in Clinton, Maryland. Hi, Joshua. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Hi. Hi, Dr. Anderson. I'm very glad that uh, you gave me the opportunity to speak. Um, it, it's, uh, in my opinion, in the first place, the reason why uh, some of the po- the people who went down into D.C. Mm-hmm. were trying to demonstrate and, and express their dissatisfaction with the uh, election outcome or, or inputs was because it appears there's substantial evidence that there was inconsistencies in the way things were done mm-hmm. and that it was not a free and fair election, mm-hmm. as your your co-host mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in my opinion, and again, I'm a 28-year veteran, okay. military veteran, I was down there with other African Americans mm-hmm. who felt that what we saw on the mainstream media yeah. and through other sources, that the information being portrayed indicated things were not done correctly. When you see papers being pulled from under desks after certain uh, Members are told they have to leave a facility, and then you see them being run through the machine multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's clear there were inconsistencies, and the reason why we were there was uh-huh. so that those inconsistencies could be addressed. Got it. Um, and do you think it was addressed well uh, on January 6th, uh, sir? N- not at all. 
Um, okay. The problem is that on January 6th, when some of us who were down there, my, my church members and I, were down there trying to display our dissatisfaction with the way things were uh, carried out, there were others who we believe were paid Soros operatives, maybe Black Lives Matter or Antifa members, um, and it's been substantiated that they have there have been paid members of both those organizations as agent provocateurs. So you were there. Um, Did you see that? Did you see black people uh, breaching the Capitol? No, I didn't. Hmm. Actually, when I was there, I was on the east side of the Capitol, and I did not see anything like the. So why would you think it was Black Lives Matter? Oh, what evidence um, do you have of that? You know that they've been. uh, Well, uh, there were a number of pictures, from what I understand, of people who were involved in previous Black Lives Matter protests. So that means you would have seen black. So you would have seen black people there breaching the Capitol who were part of Black Lives Matter. Are you saying you saw that there were pictures of people who were at Black Lives Matter events in the past that were also there at January 6th? Yes, there were. However, let's make one thing I think clear. Okay. Um, just because the, the term Black Lives Matter states that it, it's black, there's a number of white people who are sure. in and involved in the organization of Black Lives Matter. Sure. And if you look at many of the pictures of the so-called Black Lives Matter-led protests where mm-hmm. you had burning and looting and, and rioting, you see a number of Caucasian people. Sure, it was very mixed. Who were protesting uh, the, <laughs> the uh, you know, uh, shooting of un- unarmed black men. But you're saying that this was so important to you that uh, you would go down there to protest this, uh, and you feel like January 6th was, was okay, um, get over it, or do you feel like uh, you there know, should be some accountability? What are your thoughts on it? And then I'll let you should, let you go. Yes, sir. there should be accountability. Mm-hmm. I think the protest was, uh, for the my part and the part of my church members, it was a nonviolent protest. Okay. When we saw people starting to climb up on the side of the Capitol and we heard the sirens, mm-hmm. we left. I However, see. you do have people who, who go for the purpose of trying to get uh, media attention. Understood. But what do you say to those people? I just want to hear you say it. What do you say to those people that did breach the Capitol, whoever they are? Let's just say that they weren't even Trump supporters. They didn't like Trump, okay? They were all paid to hold Trump flags. Um, what do you say should happen to those people that climbed the walls, breached the Capitol, looked for elected officials, damaged property, and stole goods? What do you think should happen they to should, them? They should. They should they should be punished according to what the laws are, okay. and they should not be held for the last what four, five, six months without being allowed to talk to their uh, legal representatives and having any. Uh, Got any, it. Okay. The, the standard operation okay. hasn't been. But you do want uh, you do want account you do want accountability is what I'm hearing. Absolutely. Okay, but again, great. I, I got to let you go. Had accountability. Mm-hmm. I, I got to okay, let you go. Great, I gave you a lot of yeah, time, I, but I appreciate you. Okay. No problem. Same here, brother. God bless. Bye-bye. Blessings back to you. Tony, before I run to my break, and I'm going to try to get a couple more in if I can after the break, but when you when you hear this, um, what do you think? How does your mind work around what our brother Joshua was saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know that I'm able to perform the mental gymnastics it takes to, to get to the point where I believe that this was all orchestrated and conducted by uh, Black Lives Matter source operatives or what have you. Um, the election was not stolen. Um, 
investigation after investigation after investigation has has said that there is zero credible evidence of widespread corruption within that election. And what's funny to me is we're going to talk about ballot switching and everything else. I never hear Republicans who actually won election on that day say, wait a minute, we need to go back and look <laughs> at all the, the ones who won. There seems to be no problem, no but problem when it becomes the president loses one part of the ballot. And it's somehow. not like it's a separate ballot for exactly. the president. Exactly. Yeah. OK, there you go. I'm coming right back. We'll land the plane as soon as we can. <laughs> Let's be boring and do a commercial about cash-out refinances. It's Ryan, and our mortgage team will often have a listener say, I think I understand what a cash-out refinance is, but can't that be bad for you sometimes? So let's hit on that. As with anything, it's certainly not the right move for everyone. If we don't have to, we don't want to add a bunch of years onto our loan or increase our monthly payment too much or pay more in the long run. But because home values have skyrocketed so far up the last few years, While rates have come so far down, we've seen many scenarios where listeners today can pull out a significant chunk of money from the new value in their home while lowering the years on the overall loan, while lowering their monthly payment, and lowering how much they ultimately pay. The key is to just look at the whole picture and be honest with yourself about your situation. If you're looking for someone to show you your options, we our United Faith Mortgage. UMC Mortgage Company, Melbourne, New York. Animalist number 1330. Animalist Consumer Access.org. In refinance, total insurance may be higher for life of loan. You see, your life will move in the direction of your most dominant or your strongest thought. So you can focus on the sin or the forgiveness. Pay attention. Both are in the Bible. You can focus on the falling or the getting back up again. Both are in the Bible. You can focus on the pain or the joy set on the other side of your cross, the issues where you focus. And I've had to renew my mind reading this book. And I'm finally getting to the place in my life that some thoughts automatically now come. Now, I had to work at it for a long time, but I've been working out. I've been coming to Grace Church. I'm finding what the Word of God says about me. And when the devil comes hard, I come harder. If God be for me, who can be against me? For more content like this, be sure to follow Grace Church BATV on YouTube.com. That's Grace Church BATV. And as always, live big. We have all experienced or heard how the tough economic times have caused many folks to face debts they simply cannot pay. We all have a spiritual debt called sin that we are unable to pay on our own. Thankfully, 2,000 years ago, God decided to take care of our sin debt. So he sent his son, Jesus Christ, down to the cross and placed all of our sin debt upon him. Now, any person who receives and accepts Jesus Christ as their personal Savior can be forgiven that spiritual debt for all their sin. Some people just keep trying to work things out and hope they will change until something forces them to make a decision. With sin, death is that point when the decision will be made for you. Don't wait until it is too late. To learn more about how to accept this incredible gift and be in a relationship with Jesus, just call 888-NEED-HIM or go to chataboutjesus.com.
Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're talking about one year later, January 6th. Are your feelings any different than it was then? Should we just get over it or get more answers and accountability? Let's go to Stephanie in Falls Church, Virginia. Hi, Miss Stephanie. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you today? Hi, David. Hi, Tony. How are you? Great. How are you? What you thinking today? Well, I think whether the demonstration or insurrection, whatever one chooses to call it, that happened on January 6th was right or wrong, I think it's hypocritical that nothing is being mentioned about all the violence during the so-called summer of love. Mm -hmm. There has been no accountability for that either. All the Democrats focused on is January 6th. Personally, I believe because they don't have anything else positive to talk about. Mm, Also... The D.C. jail may be filthy for everybody, but supposedly it's worse for these 50 or so men. Um, the, the issues about them are that they have not been charged with a crime. Mm-hmm. They have been denied legal presentation. They are denied bail. They have been denied medical care, and one man's hand is evidently black and about to fall off. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are denied being able to worship and take communion. They are not even allowed visits by family members for a whole year this is going on. Yeah, that's not and good. it's an issue of constitutional civil rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Ms. Stephanie. Let me turn to Tony. I appreciate your thoughts on that. Uh, the conditions of the prisons, it's hypocritical because of other protests. What do you think about that kind of uh, conversation when we're dealing with the protest of January 6th and the other protests that took place uh, with regard to George Floyd? Um, and we've got about a minute. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Violence and destruction, looting, vandalism, it's all wrong, no matter who does it, no matter what side of the political spectrum that you're on, and you should be held accountable for that. I, I, I don't think anybody disagrees with that. Any, mm-hmm. any serious person disagrees with that. Um, I'm not sure what the caller would have Congress do regarding the Black Lives Matter protests that happened in the summer, spring and summer 2020. But um, the reality is over 700 people have been charged with the January 6th insurrection. 70 of them have been sentenced, and those sentences range from a few months to five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it depends on the severity of, of the, the crime. I'm not suggesting we're mixing apples and oranges here, but I I don't think I I think that people can do both at the same time. Well, out of all of the demonstrations, let's call them all demonstrations out of all of the demonstrations. um, We have never had the Capitol breach to overturn a election in the United States of America. No, never. Uh, We've never had the Capitol breached. Um, uh, it's been burned, of course, but we, we've never seen Americans <laughs> breach the capital of the United States with the intention, many of them had the intention, of committing acts of violence against members of Congress and the, and the Trump administration. Yeah. Hey, well, we are grateful that uh, we're away from that now and uh, let Congress do their jobs and let law, uh, you know, do what law does, and we've been, as people of color for a long time, talking about the justice system. Uh, And so, you know, do we only advocate for those people that look like us? Like, the same people who are advocating for those who are in prison now, did they ever speak up 
when people who didn't look like them were dealing with the same thing? Pretty much crickets. Or do we, pre- or do we pretty much decide we're going to speak up when people who look like us and believe like us are the ones? Uh, then that motivates us to speak. And if that is true, then maybe that is what hypocrisy really looks like. That's it. Lord Jesus, thank you for the opportunity you give us to have these conversations. Now help us think about it in a way that we can still honor one another as we try to learn. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.